Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. You have reached our host, Motormouth Mosley. We are calling in from the Man Cave in Redan, Georgia. You can call us at 347-945-7975. Looks like we're going to have a few callers to call in today. We've got uh, some NFL that we're going to address. Highlights over last week's game. See how well the Motormouth has been doing on his picks so far this season. And we're going to have a call-in from Minnie Plate, the pride of Kalihi, Hawaii. He's going to give me an education on fantasy football. He's going to, I don't know if he's going to try to convince me of the value of it or the necessity of it or if he's just going to educate me on it. He knows me well enough to know that probably I'm not going to fall for it. But I'll give him, since he is a private school-educated young man, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, and I'll go in with an open mind and a willingness to apprehend, to comprehend exactly what it is that has uh, a large portion of this nation so fascinated by what is called fantasy football. I've done a little research, and it actually goes back a little farther than I knew, but we're going to save that for him to call in, and supposedly he's going to call in about 10 minutes into the show. Looks like we've got Coach Howard listening in. How's it going, Coach Howard? Welcome. But one thing that we do want to go over is we want to go over week two of the NFL. Yes, I know my Cowboys lost. You can rip me as much as you want to. The folks at church have. It's been fun, but you play to win the game. I take full responsibility for the loss because I was not there to sit back on my bed and watch in front of my TV and cheer on my boys. So the fact that I wasn't there was the reason they lost. I'm just joking. I'm not that manic about it. But I was away, so I didn't get to see the game, so I don't have a full-on report other than hearsay about just about any game that went on last week. I didn't get to watch much football. I was out doing some church functions, which is one thing that I don't mind doing, and I get blessed for doing it and love doing it. But after two weeks of NFL football, 32 regular season games that count, Motormouth Mosley is sitting at a nice 24-8. and Back-to-back weeks of going 12-4, and which isn't too shabby for someone who doesn't get paid to do this. We will see what happens last week with a couple of games. I've got some people that, have, you know, they, they were real intrigued by some of the wins. Coach Howard is commenting about them Chargers. The boys in Powder Blue actually pulled out one, taking down the Eagles. And I will talk about that game a little bit uh, more so as a precursor to the Thursday night game this week when Andy Reid does go into Philadelphia and plays his former team, the Philadelphia Eagles, should be very interesting. Of course, all the bobbleheads, all the networks are jumping all over trying to find a story into it, but there really isn't one. It's just a guy going back and playing against his old team. And he's never been a guy to get a whole lot of publicity and, and, and do a lot of rah-rah on television, so don't expect him to say much this week. He's 
a man about his business, so we will let him do his business. But I do have my predictions for this week. I do have a prediction about this week, uh, this week's game, and I will hit, touch on those real quickly. Uh, opening up the season, I'm opening up the weeks of game. This week's game will be the Kansas City Chiefs playing the Philadelphia Eagles. As I said, uh, there's a bunch of players on the Eagles who Andy Reid brought into the league and who coached. We coached. Uh, that is a Thursday night premier game, and I think that is an excellent choice because, as I've repeatedly said, I think that Kansas City is a legitimate team this year. After going with two and fourteen last year, still placing six guys on uh, the Pro Bowl team. You knew that they had talent. They bring in a couple of additions uh, and get a running back who's healthy. And, I, again, I think that they will make a big a big fuss. Philadelphia is an intriguing uh, enigma of a team this year. They have one of the most explosive, dynamic offenses running that uh, read offense or spread out read. It's more of a read and uh, offense, pistol, whatever you want to call it. But uh, – they have been able to throw up a lot of points. Their biggest problem, though, is they can't play any defense. They're going to have to score 50 points a game to get some wins. Their defense is just atrocious. So in the first game of the week, Kansas City versus Philadelphia, I'm taking Kansas City to put Philadelphia 0-3. And that makes Coach Chip Kelly, formerly of Oregon, 0-3 as an NFL coach. Uh Actually, I believe they're actually they have they're one and one. Excuse me, they're one and one. They did win their first game and uh, outscored Washington. Uh, but again, I think that they have some serious problems on the team. But I'm picking Philadelphia uh, in a, a relatively good game, but a lot of a lot of offense and very little defense. Um, I figured both of them would probably be. Uh, I would put the over under somewhere around 62. Uh, next game will be Green Bay versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati, who was a playoff team last year, will be a playoff team again this year. Green Bay goes into Cincy, but I believe that Green Bay is going to come out with the win. I'm taking Green Bay over Cincinnati. St. Louis goes to Dallas, which is an interesting game to me because my very first Dallas Cowboy game at Old Texas Stadium uh, in 2007 was Dallas against St. Louis. And to jog your memory a little bit, it was the game where the ball was snapped 30 yards over Tony Romo's head, he picks it up, grabs it, and still runs for a first down, uh, actually makes a completion for a first down. Um, so St. Louis goes into Dallas. They played uh, St. Louis played very well against the Falcons last week. Uh, so I think they especially their defense, and they have one of the more pass-rushing uh, defenses in the league, one of the more dominant pass-rushes in the league. But I do believe, even with the problems that Dallas has on their offensive line, I believe Brian Waters will be playing. I'm taking the Cowboys to win. Yeah, you see a pattern. I'll be probably picking the Cowboys every week to win. San Diego versus Tennessee. Uh, San Diego with an upset win last week. Go Chargers. Uh, go Bolts. But I'm taking Tennessee at home. Cleveland versus Minnesota. Minnesota, not a great team. Got some talent, especially with Adrian Peterson. Uh, Cleveland will struggle. Will struggle. So I'm taking Minnesota in the bubble dome. Over Cleveland, Tampa Bay, New England, New England big. Uh, uh, although they've had some problems in their offense, uh, Tom Brady was yelling at his receivers, was cussing people out. I don't know if he was cussing people out, but he was very uh, demonstrative in his reaction to some of the plays uh, last week. So I'm definitely picking 
New England over Tampa Bay. I think New England will get some things straight. Arizona goes into the Superdome, but will come out beat up because the New Orleans Saints will knock them off. Detroit versus Washington. Washington is another team that's a problem. What are they going to do at quarterback? Is RG3 really healthy? Are they dumbing down the defense to protect him? Is he scared to run certain plays? Detroit, very much improved. Reggie Bush, reborn. And Dominican Sue, over-penalized, over-suspended, over-fined, but a heck of a football player when he decides to play. I'm taking Detroit to go into Washington and upset the Redskins. Giants against Carolina. Uh, like most teams, everybody just about will beat the Carolina Panthers. They're not quite as bad as the Jacksonville Jaguars, but they pretty much stink too. So Giants will get a win, although I do hate seeing another NFC rival with a victory. Houston versus Baltimore. I see, hmm, in my chrome dome of a head, I believe that Houston will go into Baltimore and knock off the Ravens. Yes, I said Houston Texans will go into Baltimore and beat the defending Super Bowl champions. Atlanta versus Miami. I initially, I initially had Atlanta winning that game uh, rather decisively, but I do believe that uh, I just heard that Stephen Jackson will be out for the next two or three weeks with a leg with a thigh injury. And that will be a major issue, a major chink in the armor for the Atlanta Falcons on their offense and will make them much more reliant on the pass and probably not able to close out games with a run late. So I'm actually switching my pick and going with the Miami Dolphins to actually win that game. Buffalo goes into New York and beats the Jets, E.J. Manuel versus Geno Smith, two rookie quarterbacks. But E.J. Manuel, uh, we will talk about him a little bit later. Definitely my pick. Uh, India against San Francisco, Niners big. Jacksonville, Seattle, Seattle big. And what a great game that was last weekend. San Francisco versus Seattle. I'm telling you, folks, that is the most violent rivalry in NFL football. Those teams play nose-to-nose, hard-nose, smash-mouth, no finesse. I'm going to punch you, you're going to punch me football. Love watching it. Love seeing the smack being talked. Love the hitting. Uh, and I actually love to see the Niners lose. You know, the, the Niners lose. So, yes, uh, to Miss Krista Yoshina, shout-out to you and your Seattle Seahawks. Congratulations. On a sleeper of a game, Sunday Night Football, Jeez, Chicago Bears go into Pittsburgh and play the Steelers. Whoa, come on. That's the bet. I mean, that that was a great rivalry. That would have been a great game maybe 15 years ago, maybe 10 years ago, maybe two years ago. But this year, uh, whatever. But that's the game. Sunday night football game will be uh, Chicago versus Pittsburgh, and I am picking Pittsburgh. So uh, Monday night we got Oakland versus Denver. And, yes, I, although I do have many plates coming on the show who is a Denver Bronco fan, I am going for the upset. I am saying that the Oakland Raiders will defeat the Denver Broncos on Monday Night Football. Yes, you heard it here first. So my picks of the week are Kansas City, Green Bay, Dallas, Tennessee, Minnesota, New England, New Orleans, Detroit, the Giants, Houston, Miami, Buffalo, San Francisco, Seattle, Pittsburgh, and Oakland. 
And as for my vote mouth Mosley, maniac coach of the week, I'm picking Andy Reid with his victory over my Dallas Cowboys as coach of the week. Great job. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs and the girl who sits on the fourth row in church who is a Kansas City native who said that her team would beat my team and that was the only time she'd be against me. So congratulations to Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs, undefeated 2-0. and And for my player of the week, E.J. Manuel, quarterback, Buffalo Bills, led a last-second drive to get a victory last week. Only quarterback taken in the first round of last this previous year's, this year's draft. I give them a big thumbs up. So those are my two Maniac Coach of the Week and Maniac Player of the Week, Andy Reid and E.J. Manuel. Now, on the line I have... The pride of Damien High School, a newfound father of a universe of Colorado State University Ram student, Mini Plate is now on the line. Welcome to the show, Mini Plate. I tune in, and the first thing I hear is you picking the Raiders to beat the Broncos. Really? <laughs> that's what I guess, That's what you call me to. Call me up and tell me you want me as a guest on your show for? Yes! If that wouldn't get you going, what would? Maybe you'll tell me the think... Giants won two out of the last three uh, World Series or something something silly like that. Well, What's going well, on? Well, 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 one thing that I, I do want to touch on before we get off into this is I am absolutely impressed with the Denver Broncos. Do not get it twisted. I think your team will probably take the AFC and probably play in the Super Bowl. Does that in any way, shape, or form make up for my prediction for this week? <laughs> I, I like my chances against uh, the Oakland Raiders versus the uh, winning the AFC and winning the Super Bowl a lot better. That's a, that's a long way away. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I can't even kiss up on that one. But congratulations no. on uh, – Congratulations on being 2-0. Congratulations on uh, having a daughter, a student at the uh, at Colorado State University, which holds a near and dear place in my heart. Yes, Colorado State in Fort Collins, Colorado, holds a near and dear place in my heart because it is the first place that I ever got. It was, it was my first Division One college football reception. It was a 23-yard pass from Vince Akihito in mop-up time. <laughs> wow. yeah, of course, that, that was 120 years ago. You and Vince are playing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was my uh, uh, red shirt sophomore year. I, I'll never forget it. So uh, what a beautiful campus. Uh, nothing like waking up on a, on a, a fall morning and seeing those mountains. It is just absolutely a beautiful area of the country. But I know that I, I called you in and I requested your presence for more than just to talk about um, the beautiful landscaping of Colorado and the fact that you have a beautiful young lady of a daughter who is a student at that school. Um, I wanted to, I wanted you to enlighten me on this thing called fantasy football and how it has taken over the country. I did a little research, and I actually – was misguided in thinking that fantasy football was something new. And I was about to blame baseball for it because fantasy baseball was the first fantasy sport that I ever heard of. 
And um, when I did my research, I saw that actually fantasy football has been around almost as long as I have. Yeah, I think it's been around since the early '80s, if I if I, I know. remember correct. Absolutely, uh, you are you are absolutely wrong. Oh, contraire, mon frère. Oh, contraire, mon frère. Fantasy football has been around since 1963. And it started out as the Greater Open Professional Pigskin Prognosticators League. And there was a bunch of executives with the Oakland Raiders and some journalists and some guys who had sold 10-season tickets for the Oakland Raiders that got together, and that's how it got its start. Now, it was reborn or reinvigorated back in 1981 in a league in Spokane, Washington. Some people say Spokane, but I believe it's actually Spokane. And it was called the League, formerly known as Maria's. And Maria's was a pizza parlor pub in Spokane, and it was 18, and it is one of the more historic fantasy football leagues in the country. Now, of course, uh, in 1997, fantasy football kind of went mainstream. CBS uh, got on board with it, and uh, I believe now they said that they're up to estimated that there are 19 million, 19 million fans or participants in some way, shape, or form of fantasy football. Blew me away that that many people did it and that it's been around that long. So please, enlighten. There's even a TV show about, about it called The League. And I'm like, come on, give me a break. But let me, please, I, the floor is yours. Educate me, enlighten me, sell me, whatever, on fantasy football. Sell you on fantasy football. Well, if you don't know it by now, you just don't get it. I mean, come on, really? It's been around for so long. Uh, you know, fantasy football, I, I've been playing it since since 2000, so I guess this would be 13, 13 years now. And it started out when I first started it, Kyle. I had no idea what it was. I I thought it was silly. I thought, you know, why would you what, – what, what's, what's the concept? Uh, you know, I got into a league and – and uh, I ended up winning my first year, and it's been all downhill ever since. I think I've won maybe one other time since then. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's fun. And if you play with a bunch of guys or girls or friends that you know or family that you know, uh, the highlight is always draft day. Draft day is the best because, as you know, the guys that you played softball with for many years, uh, we get together at a, at a house. You know, sometimes it's mine, sometimes it's another guy's, and uh, we sit around and we drink a lot of beer and uh, and celebrate the previous winner, eat some food, and then we draft. And you criticize each other's draft picks, some more than others, and you praise other people's draft picks, some more than others. And if you if you have a guy who's like who's a Dallas fan, I won't name names, but two of your brethren there on the team are Dallas Cowboy fans. And when they pick a Dallas Cowboy fan, you do a Homer Simpson noise because you're a Homer for picking a Dallas Cowboy. If they pick a New York guy, as I'm always pleased to point out, I always tell them I'm calling Mosley right now and I'm telling them telling him to revoke your Dallas Cowboy fan card. 
don't. And you've actually uh, done that at 2 a.m. in the morning. I've got received that phone call. <laughs> <laughs> I remember well, that. I forget the time difference between Atlanta and Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not a problem. Folks, you're listening to the Motor Mouth Mostly Radio Show. This is me and the pride of Damien Memorial School mini plate talking a little fantasy football. Um, now, I, I saw an episode tonight on, on television when they were discussing fantasy football, and I thought it was just it was kind of convenient for me to see that. It must have been a blessing from above based on what this show was going to be about. There's a league, and I didn't even catch where it was, but they the way they play it is the loser of the league. The loser of the league has to get a tattoo that is designed by the other participants, and the only thing that he gets to choose is where the tattoo goes. And they showed some of these tattoos, and the first, the the inaugural season, the guy who lost, uh, he had a tattoo that was a rainbow and a unicorn, and and it had written up under it, Fantasy Loser. And over the years, they've they had to get uh, Justin Bieber, uh, Tim Tebow, uh, caricatures tattooed on their body. Now, that is definitely hardcore. Uh, I know that in the league that I know of you being in with, you know, the greatest softball team ever, uh, the greatest softball players ever, I know that those guys, the greatest beer drinkers ever, too, to be honest. (laughs) I think they run second to the other softball team that you played on before. You do have a point there. The Niners actually were better beer drinkers. You're absolutely right. They they were the beer drinkers extraordinaire, but for only one reason. That was because Matt bought all the beer. because Matt brings all the moonshine, but that, that's a, that's a whole nother Oh thing. my goodness! Oh my goodness! I guess I left right in time. Now we do have another caller, and, and I'm a little bit cautious sometimes about picking up callers from numbers I don't recognize because I had some guy come on once, and all he wanted to do was cuss. So I'm going to check and see what this caller is, if he's sane or not sane, and I'm going to have my hand on the hold button to mute him as quickly as possible. Uh, well, caller on line two, uh, welcome to the show. Hello, caller, welcome to the show. Motormouth Mosley. This is me. How you doing? Who am I talking to? You are talking to Lamar Young. <laughs> the pride, the pride, the pride of St. Bernard's High School in Los Angeles, California, some part of Los Angeles. Former UH Rainbow number, uh, let me see if I can get this right, number 40, oh my goodness, 42? 42, man, you are so right about that, man. I don't know how you remember that, and I don't know how you remember that at that high school, man, but you are good, man. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. I don't know if you know my man, Mini Plate. Um, he ended up working for the university uh, a little bit after our playing days. We've got Coach Howard 
who's in our chat room, and Coach Howard was one of our place kickers, Howard Yoshino, back in the day. I threw his name out. He says to say aloha. Welcome to the show, and thanks for calling in. Um, now, did you want to talk about topic? Did you want to talk to many plays? Are you on his side about this fantasy football thing, or are you just calling in to say aloha? Well, when I, I was calling in to say aloha, I've been meaning to call for a long time, but, you know, four kids, you know, it, my time is very limited. But I, I, for some reason I had time tonight, and when I tuned in, just like your previous caller, you're talking about picking Oakland over the Broncos. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, the easy thing to do. The easy thing to do. Yes, the easy thing to do is to pick the Broncos over the over the Raiders. The Raiders stink. The Raiders suck. I understand that. The Niners are playing some fantastic football right now. But anybody and everybody and their uncle will make that pick. I don't – you've known me – oh, my goodness. Now that I think about it, Lamar, you've known me for almost 30 years. Exactly. Almost, almost 20 – Almost 20, yeah, you came in about 84, 85. So, yeah, almost 30 years. Right. So you you know me for almost the the better part of 30 years. So you know that, first of all, I ain't right. Something wrong with me. I rode the the short bus. But uh, but also, you also know that I'm somewhat of a nonconformist, and I don't like doing what everybody else does. So, yeah, I'm picking, I'm picking. I'm picking the Raiders to upset the Broncos. It's a divisional game. I, Records mean nothing. Hey, I mean, the you guys can always go with the phrase any given Sunday, any given Sunday. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, 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 but my point is, is Peyton Manning and John Elway, two Hall of Famers, have teamed together for one purpose, and that is for Peyton Manning to bring home the Super Bowl championship to the Denver Broncos. And I don't see Wait a minute. Wait a minute. on this Sunday against the Oakland Raiders. Wait a minute. I just explained to Miniplate, who is a devout, a devout Denver Broncos fan. This is one for the Broncos. Almost parallels my, my, my fanaticism about the Cowboys. Absolutely. Uh, he just posted a picture. He just dropped his daughter off at Fort Collins and College. And I, and I know he went to the Broncos game. And I think that was the game that was delayed because they probably thought he was an Iranian terrorist or something. So that's probably why it was actually delayed. No, 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 no. I went to preseason game. That's how bad I am. I went to preseason just so I could see the Broncos play. See, when you pay probably $1,500 to fly into Colorado to watch a preseason game, that is the definition of a fan. That's what fans do. Fans do things that are not normal. They're not accepted. They're not common practice. So that I can respect. So, yes, I am talking to two people who I, I know very well know the game of football, know it inside and out, and probably – Think I'm a little bit loony, but know me well enough to know that I'm loony. Yes, I'm calling the upset. I'm calling the upset. You can call me Sunday night. I'll have another show on Sunday night and rip me for being wrong. But I've been wrong before, and guess what, guys? I'll be wrong again. (laughs) (laughs) 